as you're typing it out, think, would it be better if I just reached out and said it face to face? You're listening to the Flip My Funnel podcast, a daily podcast dedicated to helping B2B marketing, sales, and customer success professionals become masters of their craft. It's Tuesday, which means this is our hashtag one big idea episode. In these episodes, you'll hear some of the best big ideas from incredible practitioners, thought leaders, and entrepreneurs within our community. Here we go. Welcome to the Flip My Phone podcast. I am super pumped. I am here with someone we, I don't think we ever had. We have done over 220 podcasts or so by this time, and we never had somebody who's actually spoken on a TEDx stage. So I'm super excited for somebody who has taken the stage, knows a lot about video marketing, so we're going to get into that. And it's someone who actually has shared an example that I almost, I think in the last seven presentations, I've used his example almost six times I've used his example. So his name is Ethan Butte. He is the VP of marketing at BombBomb, so we'll hear a little bit about, about it. And he's been in a marketing world for a long period of time. I love, and you go to his LinkedIn, you'll, you'll probably see where he writes his goal, and I love this. He says, to wake up every day excited to make things and make, to make things more effective. So I love somebody who has not just a creative mind, but also an executive mindset where he wants to bring things together and, and wants to execute on that one. So with that, Ethan, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. I mean, gosh, if you really want to feel excited about yourself, you just need Sangram to give you an introduction. <laughs> that was awesome. Dude, I, appreciate, I appreciate the invite. No doubt, man. Uh, I know this was a dude. This was due from, I think, from last six weeks or so. I put something out on LinkedIn asking people, give me examples of authenticity in their marketing and sales practices. And you're, you were one of those like incredible examples that I couldn't resist myself, but I used it in the first ever presentation at Flip My Funnel and ever since then. So thank you for sharing that, uh, that example. I'm, I'm sure we're going to talk about that in a minute. Great. It's, uh, I, I love the theme of that whole presentation, by the way, ABM as authenticity-based marketing, uh, not to steal the punchline for anyone who sees you in person, but authenticity-based marketing as a layer of account-based marketing. No doubt, man. I, I love it personally. So Ethan, let's start with a fun fact about you that you may not have shared with a lot of people. Okay, so you might get this from my LinkedIn profile too, but you really have to click and scroll. I had a commercial driver license and I drove a full-size school bus to 24 cities throughout North America as one of my first jobs out of college. It was a, as a Microsoft project. They, they took a school bus, retrofitted it into a 10-station mobile computer lab, server in the back. This is pre-mobile internet, by the way. So I was doing routing on like physical maps and I had, of course, on CD-ROM, Microsoft had a maps product. But uh, I was going to like CompUSAs and Best Buys and zoos and museums and any place that kids and parents were and just teaching them software. Oh, man, that's that's a lot of fun. Like how, how many kids you had uh, or how many people you had in the bus at any given time? Uh, it was uh, 10 stations. So, you know, up to 20 or 24 people. And it was crazy. I mean, if, you, if you're in a new city and you think you know where you're going and you get on the interstate and you realize that you have a left exit, you know, four lanes over in one mile, doing it in a full-size school bus is just a great <laughs> way to learn to manage stress. Wow, man, that that I don't think I don't I don't think anybody can beat that at least so far of, of this question I've asked. That's pretty cool. Cool, yeah, yeah. And I was too young to know better. It was an amazing experience. Well, that's why it's a fun fact. It's, it's yeah. A fun thing. 
So let's get into it. Can you share more around the example you shared with me around how you handle unsubscribes and what kind of results you have been getting from it? Sure. Uh, this is just one of, I've sent more than 7,000 videos over the past several years. I've been with BombBomb for seven years myself. And for a couple of those years, I was just a one-man marketing team. And so I sent, I, I mean, I've sent millions of emails, newsletters, special offers, announcements, feature releases, webinar invites, et cetera. And so I get a lot of email replies and I get a lot of, I am the email address when someone types bomb bomb into the two line, my address is the one that comes up. So I field all manner of inquiries and, you know, a lot of it's really positive and it's fun and I'll send videos to those people typically to answer a question or something. But, you know, on newsletters or some of these other things that we do, sometimes you'll get someone who just got up on the wrong side of bed, they're really angry, and they reply in like, you know, you can either tell by the use of capitalized letters, exclamation points, or just outright profanity that they really didn't want to get that email. And of course, any of us knows that, you know, it doesn't do us any good to send email to people who don't want to receive it. And so, and that it's terrible. I don't want to do that, but it happens because you know, it's, it's hard to avoid it. And so when I get these replies, whether it's kind of neutral or whether it's, especially if it's really angry, I always reply with a video because I think in a lot of these situations, they don't know us. They don't know how big we are. They don't know that I'm the guy on the other side of that reply. They don't know if it's just going into some giant system or machine or team or organization. And so when you reply with a video and you say, I'll just make it up. Hey, Ted, it's Ethan here. Hey, I see that you do not want to get email from us. I am so sorry. It doesn't do me well. And it obviously doesn't do you well to get email that you don't want to receive. So uh, I just want to let you know that I've personally gone into both of the systems that we use to send email and manually unsubscribe you. You shouldn't be getting any more email again. But hey, if you ever want to do what I'm doing now and get face to face with people in the inbox and, you know, explain things and convey emotion and sincerity and, and gratitude, you just let me know. In the meantime, thanks for giving us a look. Take care. Have a great day. Right. And you just look someone in the eye and talk to them. And when they get that, it's like, oh, man, yeah, I guess I was pretty rude. You know, <laughs> it's, it's this. It's this cloak of digital anonymity. When, when we're allowed to hide behind plain typed out text, whether it's in Facebook or whether it's in email exchanges or whether it's with a, a chat bot or something else, we will say things and do things that we would never, ever do yeah. if we were face-to-face, -face, either on video like we are now or face-to-face -face on a trade show floor or in a retail environment. Like We behave differently when the faces are removed. And so when you can inject that face and that sincerity especially at points of, uh, of high emotion or, or negative emotion, like positive or negative emotion. It just really has a positive effect. Yeah. I, I, and I love that example because every time, and I, I've asked my own marketing team and I'm at fault myself, I don't look at unsubscribe. I don't look at unsubscribes. I don't even know how many unsubscribes I get. And I asked my team like, hey, look at what this guy's doing. What are we doing? And now I know our team is looking into it and we're figuring things out. But every time I've asked like, what do you do with the people who unsubscribe? And nobody has ever raised a hand in the last six presentations on anything but like, oh, I'm glad they unsubscribe kind of thought process. Yeah. And, and I feel like, I have, let's get deeper on this. Why do we don't care? Why do people don't care about unsubscribe? What do you think? You know, it's, it's, it's hard. I mean, I think especially when you're at volume, it's difficult to get in there and look at each individual person. I mean, it's one of the, it's one of the, it's the, the cutting edge of, of email, like the two, two sides of the two blades of the sword or whatever, you know, it allows you to reach a lot of people quickly. 
but it's easy for individuals to get lost in that process. And so, you know, I, I like that. I like when people unsubscribe because, again, it doesn't do us any service to yeah. to be an annoyance in their day. It's it's your brand. It's your name in my case, my personal name, and in a lot of cases, my personal face on the line. And so I think that's where a lot of the excitement about connecting directly with people is. It's not just, it's not just my job, it's my personal face and reputation yeah, yeah. that's tied to this. And so, you know, it's important to be able to let people go. And I think for me, our system, it'd be probably too much work to do it now. But my, my first thought to your specific question is, can we see where we got these email addresses? Like look across this body of unsubscribes and what is our worst source? It's the same thing you would do with a, with a future customer. You know, you look, at, you look at that movement from some level of interest to actually a closed opportunity or a lost opportunity. And you say, okay, which sources of these people are most effective at providing, you know, closed deals? And so you could, in theory, do the same thing with unsubscribes. I just made a note to myself that... <laughs> that. I can look at that. You know, the- you know, and the way reason I asked that is because I was thinking about it. Last week I was in Arizona and I was speaking on this topic of authenticity curve. And one of the examples was this example. And I personally think it's because we think that there is unlimited supply of future customers. Yes. And because we don't know what our total addressable market looks like. So for example, if somebody told you like, hey, Ethan, you can only sell to 200 people, right? Yeah. You're going to look and, and, those are, and all of those 200 people are on your email list. And if anybody unsubscribes, you'll be screaming like, we need right. to get this right now. Right. right, get that person on the phone like, hey, I'm really sorry. Can I send you less? Yeah. What, what, you know, where, you know, what's your level of interest? That's funny. It reminds me of the story that you tell on stage sometimes about, you know, you generated 3,000 leads and the yeah. follow-up question was, can we get 4,000? <laughs> you know, yeah. it's like, like uh, maybe. Yeah, it's, it's an unlimited. And that's where I feel why I'm excited about ABM and the idea and and I'm glad you said future customer because that means you've been listening to some of those right. podcasts where we don't talk about prospects. But that, I mean, but that's the point. If we feel like, I think we as marketing, we've got so good at generating leads that we could get through webinars, we can do through eBooks, we can get through infographics, whatever, blah. We can just create content and we can create and get people to subscribe and then we don't respect it. Mm-hmm. And that's when it really boils down. So I think I think there's this whole movement that I can sense going on where I personally don't sign up for stuff. Uh, I personally have not given the right information about myself. I personally know the game, you know what the consequences are now. And and, and like, we can pretend like we know that because we're marketers. No, we know this because we're people and we recognize patterns. So when we see the pattern of, oh, if I fill this out, bing, ba, bing, ba, bing, ba, bing, I'm going to get this whole string of activity that I'm not interested in. Yeah, I'm 100% with you. By the way, I wanted to give a big shout out. So the name of your company is BombBomb. If somebody wants to go check out, you know, apart from all the services that you guys may be offering, I think the way you've structured the website, the whole marketing sales, like what is this product for? The clear, the pricing is super clear. Uh, really interesting are the, the core values of your company and what do you really mean by each of those core values? And I was really excited to see fun as a core value. I was excited to see humility as a core value and why you guys think it. So kudos to you and the team to have a such an elegant, clear, clean website. I think people should just go to BombBomb, 
just to see how great of a website can somebody have and how can somebody like me, who's a marketer, who looks at all of these with like, you know, a magnifying glass <laughs> because I know all the problems and all of these things. And I'm like, man, this is a very well done website. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. I appreciate you taking the time to really get into it. I think just to add some information on top of that, you know, the, the core values have been with us in one form or another for years. The company was founded in 2006. One of our co-founders, it just occurred to him to produce a statement about what the company was about before we had, we maybe had one full-time employee at that point and I wasn't involved yet. And it's evolved back and forth, uh, you know, as many as 10 at some point. And then about four or five years ago, we really nailed it down to those five with relationship being the most important one. And I think one of the reasons we're still alive, I mean, so many companies start and so few of them get to, you know, a million in revenue, 10 million in revenue, 20 million in revenue. I think one of the reasons we're still alive is this alignment between the core values that we hire to, we train to, we celebrate. We have a variety of practices. We don't need to get into those, but a variety of practices to really make these core values be alive every day. And I think full use of our software, which is about being more personal and more human and being who you really are, reaching out in face-to-face to build relationship more effectively with any stakeholder in your personal success or your professional success or your company's success, to do so valuing relationship, to have some fun doing that. We hear that from our customers all the time. Yeah, you know, this isn't just a more effective way to work. It's actually more fun, right? Because yeah. I just get to be me. I get to, you know, just reach out to people and be myself. I don't have to labor through, especially, I mean, you don't even have to be dyslexic to hate trying to compose your thoughts into emails and get caught up in spelling and grammar and punctuation errors and autocorrect these days and all those other things. It's just you being who you are. So anyway, relationships, fun, humility, flexibility, and service, I think are all captured when you're using our software for its highest purpose, which is to communicate and connect and convert in a more human way. You're really living all those out. And I think that alignment has been really valuable. So if you are listening to this and you feel like you don't, you don't have a captured core values for your organization, think about the themes that really get people lit up why people are there. Talk to people that are brand new and why they chose to work with you versus whatever they were doing before. And talk to some of the original people about what keeps them around and what gets them really jazzed to be at work every day and and produce some, whether it's a statement or something else, like start capturing these ideas and look for ways to raise them up instead of just, you know, painting them on the wall or put it, you know, putting them up in a picture frame or something. You know how to make them al- keep them alive because again, kind of going to to another theme of of the Flip My Funnel podcast, this idea of building community rather than just building commodity. It's these values and what you stand for, what you live for, what you work for, how you do the work that you do that really makes the difference and is fundamentally attractive and helps build community, draws people to you um, instead of just being, uh, look, we've got a product with some features. <laughs> and, and, and everybody has that, right? I mean, what yeah. is it that you have different and that's your core values and who you are. So, so getting back on videos, we have on this podcast, people who have listened, they probably listened to Morgan's podcast. If not, they should, where she's talking about having done 1,000 videos. Now, you, you've done 7,000 videos, which is like yeah. insane, crazy. And then we all have heard incredible results that people get because they're doing it. And, they're, and funny enough, not many people are still doing it. It's, it's, it's even though it's one of the best way of communicating right now outside of the face-to-face conversation, 
people are still struggling with it. And I understand some people are introverts and they may not want to be on camera, but in, in many ways, videos has become and opened a completely new channel in itself. Could you share examples for people who might be in marketing or sales or customer success, either one of them or an example that might go across or each one of them, that how people can effectively use videos? Yeah, I mean, one of the obvious ones right away is reaching out to people you've never met yet. We could call this cold prospecting or something. And, you know, that's a lot of what Morgan is doing, was doing in, in, in her videos. We have a guy that sent 12,000 videos. Now he's been at it for four <laughs> years, but uh, so he's, he's modeled her behavior just over a longer period of time. And he's, he's using it just throughout. Again, it's people are reporting more replies and responses, more clicks through their emails, higher conversion rate greater ability to stay in touch with people, more referrals. Like there are quantified benefits to doing this. We did a, a really large pilot study with a, a, an international recruiting technology company. And in their sales team, they got a 56% increase in reply rates on these cold touches, reaching out to people that they've never spoken with, never met, a 56% increase in replies up to 9.8%. And if they actually play the video, that more than doubles up to 22%. So, you know, if you're looking for replies, it's a great way to do that. And we can get into some techniques on how to get people to actually play the video and, and how to produce replies. It essentially comes down to making sure that they know in the video, uh, we do an animated preview automatically, not just a static thumbnail, but like an animated preview. So making clear either through the whiteboard technique that Morgan uses, or, you know, we have screen recording. And so your smiling face over their LinkedIn profile, mm. right? So they, yeah. you, they know that the video is just for them. They know that you've done your homework. They know that you have something that's specific to them. So there are a lot of techniques there, but um, in our customer success team, we used video for years, but we just uh, built a, an integration with Zendesk. I don't know if you're familiar with them, but, you know, global leader in what they do. Uh, we've used Zendesk for years. And so we now have a dashboard that allows us to see the benefits that we knew were happening. But we use videos in three ways there. And the one-touch resolution is more than 20% increased by using videos. The time to resolution goes from 61 minutes on a text exchange down to 11 minutes on video because again, it's just more rich, more complete piece of communication. So, you know, you can call that like an 82% in efficiency increase. Yeah. And so, you know, some of that is, you know, of course a canned video and a macro, which I think would occur to a lot of people. We also have kind of canned or evergreen videos for very common uh, circumstances. Sometimes just to say, thanks for spending some time on the phone with us. If you have any more questions, here's my personal contact information. There's no reason to record that video over and over and over and over again. If you're yeah. Tim on the customer success team, you record it once, or you maybe record it a couple times with different shirts on in the case that you get a customer that, you know, happens to engage with you a few times. So there are a number of use cases that you'll identify where you want to add that personal touch, but you don't have to do it unique every time. And then of course, uh, tons of truly personal videos. And there are two main buckets here. Mm. One is that kind of complex case. So you think about it, a customer calls in, you're like, gosh, it could be one of four or five things or emails in rather, could be one of, one of a handful of things. So instead of saying it could be this, click here to read the support article about that, or it could be that, click here to read that support. You know, you're giving them this like massive homework assignment hidden behind a block of text. Yeah. Instead, uh, what we're doing is going into their account we keep the, little, the person's smiling face on the screen, our, our uh, customer care associate, and is navigating through to say, hey, the most likely scenario is this. And so check this, 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 this. If that's not the case, so we just kind of walk them through that. And so not only do they know that we made it just for them 
and it's easier to digest the information. Again, one of the ways I think about this simple, casual, unscripted video is that it's like being across the table over coffee or lunch. You're just talking with someone, but you're doing when it's, it's convenient for you, and they're experiencing you in person when it's convenient for them, that asynchronicity. Um, you know, you and I had to schedule this time, and we'd never have this conversation back and forth over video email, but you know, it, it creates a little bit of that dynamic, but with the benefit of asynchronicity. So walking someone through their account. So that's one, like a complex issue that may have multiple answers right. is a great time to get truly personal. The other one is when um, we have one rep in particular who's just amazing at this. She's such a supportive person and a kind of a cheerleader for each of the customers she engages with. She'll do personal videos as a follow-up to someone just to really get them over that hump. Like, you know, I'm rooting for you. I know you can do it. I just want to reiterate the two main points we had on our call today. And I'm hoping to see this happen by the end of the week for you. And I'm here for you. Like, so that, that really just that I'm here for you. And again, it's that kind of that authenticity, like you cannot fake that sincerity. So uh, one caution I'd give everyone, if you don't actually care about your customers and you're not actually excited about what you do or the product or service you represent, do not do video because insincerity will come through just like sincerity will. I love, I love that last part, man. I, I, I think that's, that's amazing. All right. So I'm going to try to wrap up with a ton of notes that I've taken on all the things we talked about. So number one, video might be a strategy to a lot of people, but it really could be a part of your daily routine. And what I'm learning from you, which I did not think about is, I've seen video used a ton on the sales side. I've not heard of videos being used on the customer success side. And that just seems like a completely open opportunity for people to consider because you gave a ton of great examples of canned videos where you don't have to have it 100% personalized, but you can actually get them through. They cross a certain milestone and send them a quick video. Hey, you you launched five campaigns. I'm excited for you. Uh, like another example, we say, I'm rooting for you. Or here's a summary of the things that we talk as part of the onboarding. There's tons that you could do. And it just, that, that just created that personal touch that really can be the difference between somebody who likes your likes you or loves you, right? And and that mm-hmm. that is a big upside. Um, from someone who has done seven thousand videos yourself, uh, I feel like it it is really interesting to hear that how much of a difference it makes in somebody's life when you actually connect with them in person, or and if not in terms of video. And if you can do that. I think everybody would give you a second chance, especially when you went to the example of unsubscribe. And I remember your quote was one third of the times it always works. And yeah. I think that was just a great way to put it. Like, hey, look, you know, these it's not a foolproof thing, but nine, you know, one third of the times it's gonna work and better trying without without that. You shared a ton of different steps. So I'll let people kind of think about that, but I want to end on this punchline uh, before you give a challenge to everybody who's listening who might be in marketing or sales who might be just afraid of doing videos or afraid of doing something and how they can, can change that. One thing that you said is that if you're not authentic and if you're not sincere, don't do it. And I've never heard anybody say that before because it is such a, like an eye opener is like, Hey, look, the results might sound really cool. The strategy seems really interesting. It clearly works. But if you're not authentic, this is exactly what you shouldn't do because you you can't fake it. You're going to be caught and it's worse for your brand especially in the uh, quoting uh, Jay Bear here, who always said uh, in one of those interviews, he said, 
every touch point, you're either building your brand or you're crushing your brand. I wrote so. that down as a note from, from one of your episodes. Yeah. And, and you know, that one, of the, one of the teachings I do on that topic is every, and, and yours is much broader, or Jay's is, but something I always tell people is every single email you send, you're training people to open or yeah. to delete your next email. And it's yeah. the exact same concept. Like you're building reputation by providing value or you're diminishing reputation by wasting my time. Yeah, totally, man. All right. So with that, what is the one challenge you want to give everybody? You know, the, the obvious easy go-to one is to actually try it out, but I'll take it a step higher than that to this idea of video for communication, not just video for marketing or video for sales or video for success. It's as you go throughout your day and your week after listening to this podcast and you're typing out another message, whether it's in social or in text, uh, text message or an email, as you're typing it out, think, would it be better if I just reached out and said it face to face? That's the crux of it is, is there, is there emotion here? Is there enthusiasm here? Is there a detail here or a level of detail or nuance or some of these things is the tone. Like, do I need to defuse a situation or really amp a situation up? Like, is there something about this message that I'm typing out and sending that's either wasting a bunch of my time because it's five paragraphs that I don't want to write and you don't want to read, you know, and I could just explain it in 50 seconds casually as if we're again across the table over coffee or lunch. So it's, it's, as you're sending, because you're going to push send or post or whatever, dozens, if not hundreds of times over the next week. And so as you're doing that, I challenge you to think, would this be better if I said it in person? Love that. Love that. Ethan, thank you so much for all the nuggets. I can't wait for this podcast to go live and people to kind of start commenting on it. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for the invite. It was awesome. It's fun. You've been listening to the Flip My Funnel podcast. To make sure that you never miss an episode, subscribe to the show in your favorite podcast player. If you have an iPhone, we'd love for you to open the Apple Podcasts app and leave a review. Thank you so much for listening. Until next time.